Hi, welcome back. You are listening to Let It Out with me, your host, Katie Delbau. And I talk to creative people, I talk to fascinating people, I talk to funny people, I talk to really great people that I want to get to know more. So instead of just giving the baseline of who they are and what they do, I have these really long form, about two hour conversations with anyone who I want to get to know more and then I record it so you can get to know them as well and then I can get to know you and it's this wonderful thing that I do and it's actually my favorite thing that I do so thank you for listening if you're new I'm really glad you found the podcast this week's episode is really fitting because it's one of my I I started this kind of like a mini series where I talk to people here in the place that I live Detroit and I called it highlight Detroit and I haven't done it in a while, but today is one of those episodes. Someone that lives here, I recorded this in person a couple months ago. And it's fitting that this episode is airing today because this is my last week recording the intro living here. I Next time we talk, I'll be in New York, which is cool and crazy. And I'm really excited about my move, but I also... I'm really excited about everything happening here, and I think that I will still, I'll be back, I'll be visiting, and I still will do these Highlight Detroit episodes because there's just so much to highlight here. Like today's guest, Courtney. She is also known as CV, and she is a curator of food and people and places, and that's just what it says in her Instagram profile, but she is actually way more than that. She's really fascinating, and you'll hear her entire story told by her in just a second in the episode, but I want to talk a little bit more about the restaurant that she's an owner of, Katoy, because we kind of launch into talking about Katoy right in the beginning of this episode and the origin of it, and I realized that not everyone knows what Katoy is, and I want people who don't live here in Detroit who have never been to Katoy to all be in the loop and we're all on the same page going into this episode. So Katoy is a Thai restaurant that has delicious, creative, innovative food. And also the experience of visiting Katoy is equally as impressive. And that, the experience part of the business and the restaurant, is what Courtney, our guest, focuses on. She, like her Instagram bio says, she's this curator that brings people together and music and the aesthetic of Katoy. That is what she does, and it's amazing. And we get into that in this episode. But back to Katoy. So, like I said, it's in a very impressive, fun place, and it was my favorite place and voted the number one restaurant in Detroit last year. And they'd only been open in that space for about a year. And just a week or two, a little bit before we recorded this episode in February, Katoy actually burnt down, which was so sad and devastating for all the owners and all the staff and the community. And anyway, basically, somebody was stealing alcohol from the bar and saw the cameras. And so to cover their tracks, they set a fire, which, like I said, hugely devastating But the thing that was really beautiful and speaks to the community in Detroit, which we talk about in this episode as well, is that in the months following this, in the weeks following this, everyone really came together to support Katoy and other restaurants allowed them to use their space and do pop-ups. And it really speaks to the community here. And if you want to go to a pop-up of theirs, actually, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, 
tomorrow, June 8th, they're doing a pop-up at MOCAD, the Museum of Contemporary Art Detroit, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Anyway, I know you'll like this episode regardless of if you've ever been to Katoy or ever will go to Katoy, wherever you live, because like I said, we do discuss Katoy quite a bit, but you'll still enjoy the conversation even if you have never been there because we talk about what it's like owning a business as a woman with two male counterparts. We talk about body image when it comes to being a foodie and also in the restaurant business. And she's a meditator. We get into that a little bit. And she's actually about to launch her own personal website and blog, which I'm super excited about. It's called betterthanaboyfriend.com which might be the best name of anything I've ever heard of in my life. (laughs) So follow her to get info on that, and I'll put the link in the show notes for her new website. I really enjoyed this conversation, you guys. We recorded it from her very cool house, her hut, actually, in Detroit, while drinking tea and eating chocolate and being cozy. So you might hear some movement of things, like mugs. I tried to edit most of that out, and I think I cut out most of it, And I actually cut out some candid moments from the beginning and the end. And I put them at the end, the very, very end of this episode, after the outro, after the sponsors, after the emoji. So if you want to listen and eavesdrop on a really candid part of the conversation, that's there. And speaking of sponsors, before I get to the sponsors of this week's episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone who sends me the emojis every week. It's so much fun to see you guys listening all the way to the end and hearing my ramblings, and I can't wait to tell you guys this week's. Okay, but first, before we get to Courtney, let's talk about our sponsors. Thank you so much to Nudu, one of our newer sponsors, who I love. They're amazing. They are a skincare product line that I love. It feels like I'm doing a little natural facial every single time I use their products. And what's really cool is their products are specific to your skin type. It's not a one-size-fits-all situation. And they are small, so they're great for traveling. And I love their products. Our producer, Amanda, also loves their products, and I think you will too. So why don't you just try them out? Because you can get 20% off your order just for listeners if you use the code let it out at checkout and it also supports the show and you get these great products and you can actually feel that they're natural when you use them on your skin they smell great i love them one of our favorites amanda and i we love the eye cream we also love the natural beauty serum and the cool thing is that they give you a 60 day 100 percent money back guarantee so you actually have nothing to lose, zero things to lose. So use the code let it out if you want to try Nudu. That's N-U-D-U, and the link is in the show notes. Our other sponsor, I also love so much. I've loved them for a while. You've heard me talk about them for a while. It's Care Up Supplements. We all, you know, need, you don't need supplements, but it's probably good to have supplements because we miss a lot of nutrition in our food sometimes. We can't get everything we need in food. So if you go to takecareof.com, you take a personalized quiz, or you take a quiz, and then you get a personalized recommendation of exactly what your unique body needs supplement-wise. And, you know, what I take, what Courtney, our guest, takes supplement-wise, what you take, it's all going to be really different because 
you know, we're all different people, you guys. So that's why taking this quiz is really great because they ask you questions about your lifestyle, your diet, your stress levels. And from there, they curate this really great little package of vitamins. And the thing I love about them is aesthetically they're beautiful. They come in a really nice box. Their packaging is on point. They even say your name and we all love things that say our name. And you can actually get 50% off your first order when you use the code, which is Katie. It's Katie, my name, K-A-T-I-E. And that's 50% off your order. So that's half off you guys. You might as well try it if you haven't already. I really love them. And you know, keep using the code if you're ordering. I think that they're great. They're so great to work with. I'm so grateful for care of. I'm also grateful for Nudu. Make sure you guys check out the sponsors and at least look them over. All right. If you still want to sign up for Kimonami's Vaginal Kung Fu course, I talked about last week. The link to that is in the show notes. You can still do that. Enjoy this episode with Courtney and stick around at the end because Other than telling you the emoji, I am going to tell you who's going to be on the show next week because I'm really excited and I want to share and tell you a couple more announcements. So I'll talk to you then. Can we start with talking about the amazing hut that we're in? Mm -hmm. And how how long have you been here? I've been here since September. And you're from Detroit. You grew up here? Yeah, I grew grew up in Royal Oak. And then um, I... um, Oh, what's the sound, by the way? Or should I read... Oh, you're, we're good. Oh, I don't need any to be near a microphone. No. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I'll we'll put it a little bit closer, but... Wow. Sorry, I love that thing. I know, um, it's very large. <laughs> um, I grew up in Royal Oak, and I uh, moved when I was 18, and I, like, I moved to Chicago for, like, two years, and then I tried moving to California, two times and like both times really weird things happened like one like I think the final time I got in a really bad car accident oh wow and um were you in LA I was moving at the time I was moving I was trying to move to Santa Cruz and then I never got there and my friends ended up moving to San Francisco and um I ended up spending after I got in the car accident and moved back here I would spend a lot of time going back and forth for like a short period um I think I had this idea of wanting to live in both places, but mostly just ended up here. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think like the dream of being bicoastal seems really nice when it's winter here. <laughs> yeah, or I don't know, or sometimes all the time here. Yeah. Like I'm like thinking about that now. I'm like, oh, how can I like? I love Katoy so much, and I love everyone here. But how can I think of ways to spend time other places? Because I don't know. Like, there's just a lot. Sometimes the energy here can be really... Yeah. I don't want to be the downer on the podcast. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think... And no matter where we were, it, I think it's always kind of like... I dream of being like a location independent, you know, with my career. So I can just like be somewhere and have roots, but like also travel whenever and like you know, live, like, get an Airbnb for a month here or there, like, that sounds really charming when, you know, in theory, which is, like, something I think would always be cool. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is how I've been liking starting the podcast lately. Okay. Because I want to get into, like, your background and Katoy and and how you kind of, like, got to being here and where you are and what you've built. But I like to start in the present. So sure. what have you 
been learning or realizing or like thinking about contemplating in the last like today or this week or like this month like really recently oh well that's it <laughs> that's an interesting question like personally or katoy because i feel like they're kind of intertwined but um yeah maybe one of each so katoy's been interesting because um I feel a little schizophrenic because as a, as a sort of organization, because the chefs are doing this residency at this place called Frame, which is a sort of revolver where they're being like chefs in residency. So it's they're there cooking every weekend, three nights a week, but it's not necessarily toy food. So obviously my business partner, Chef Brad, is a team of really strong chefs and they're all just like doing menu development. So just they're focusing on that. Meanwhile, I still have a team of like my front of house and um including our music director and we're trying to figure out like what we can be doing to keep the katoy momentum um i think that's interesting about katoy we started brad was doing these pop-up dinners i was doing pop-up events and i wanted to partner with him somehow and it just sort of turned into a restaurant but i think at this point we're reimagining like focusing on events and doing things like that so um essentially navigating what Katoya is without a physical space. Yeah. And that's been, um, that's been my month in Katoy. I had a Thai massage today. I'm going to do a lot of yoga. I don't know. It's weird. massages are the best. (laughs) Do you go in Southfield? Mm Mm-hmm. I go to the same place, Uh I think. Yeah. Oh, I I love them so much. Touch of Thai? Is it? It's the house I go to. I go to the house. Oh, House of Thai? There's, yeah. Maybe that's what it's called. It's something. It's a house. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It really is. I, um, like, two weeks ago now, like, which is crazy. Like, after all this devastation, I feel like I've lost my grounding. My boyfriend broke up with me for, like, the third time on a full moon. And so now oh I'm just, like, like, all I can do is, like, work and yoga and, like, time massages are amazing. I'm, like, trying yeah. to, like, work out all of the emotion. Yeah. Which is oh, really. That's a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For and one of those things, is a lot. <laughs> so like, oh my goodness. Well, I'm glad we're here in person so I can <laughs> like hug you and snuggle you after this. Maybe during this. Oh wow. So we should like go back a bit to. Um, I mean, I really kind of want to get into Katoy and like what what you know why there's not a physical space now and and what you guys are doing in like the future. But I guess we should the best place to start yeah. with that maybe is how you paired up with Brad and your other partner. Philip. Philip. Yeah. Um, um, not related at all, which is funny. Like, I, knew, I sort of knew, it was a, f- yeah. <laughs> so, I met Brad right before I met Philip. And I knew, now I know them both, but Peter from Two James. Okay. Those guys moved here to open a distillery, and Brad moved from Ann Arbor at the same time, thinking he would, like, try to start a restaurant somehow. I don't know if he had a clear trajectory, but he had, at that point, he was, like, a freelance graphic design business. He had Brad? Been, Brad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he wasn't cooking? He, wasn't he was cooking pop-up dinners. So he had been doing these pop-ups for years, and some of them, like, he would cater weddings for and, you know, larger things for his friends. So, I mean, as far as, like, pop-up chefs go, he was really ambitious, and he was getting some good gigs and he was building a name for himself and um that's how i met him so he came he was doing that in Ar- ann arbor and started to do that in detroit and when i met him i was just into like wanting to do more events i was in a point in my life where a lot of things had like shaken up 
So what was your career then? And were you always interested in bringing people together in community and events? Like how did, I guess before even getting to that, sorry to interrupt, but like how did you get into wanting to do events? Okay, so... Um, Maybe we start there. <laughs> yeah, it was a really, personally, it was a really weird time in my life because, um, so I had worked at Cafe de Mango for years and just, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with this place, but it's this bar um, run by this man, Larry Mongo, and his wife, Diane. And it used to be only open on Fridays. Now, and then it was when I was there, only open Fridays and Saturdays. I think maybe they're open on Sundays now. I don't know. But essentially, it was this, like, really amazing place for, for people to gather because the drinks were strong, but, I mean, terrible. But it didn't matter because, like, everyone, like, especially it was, like, pre, I don't know, New Detroit. It was just this, like, gathering space for people. And that's how I was really interested in bringing people together. Cool. And then... I ended up working with a synagogue next door through Larry and then doing events there. And I just was, had always been interested in bringing people together, like, over food, drink, parties, whatever. Were you that way when you were younger, like, when you were growing up in your groups of friends? Is that something that you, like, where do you think that came from in you? Mm, I think so. I remember, like, my best friend Jason. He's the one in San Francisco. No, he's in L.A. And he was in San Francisco forever. And then he moved to L.A. I'm going to see him in two days. I'm oh, really excited. Fun. But I remember our senior year of high senior year of high school, um, his dad like lived up north or something, so he pretty much lived alone. So we'd always have like I'd always spend the night. We'd always have parties over there, and I'd always like want to bring cakes and Aww. like I don't know. I think we were always like organizing and gathering people yeah. together. Um, Is your family that way? Like did oh not at all. Yeah. I didn't. I don't have like really any family. I grew up with my father, who actually like passed away around like right before we started Katoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I mean, my mother's a fine woman. I don't really see her that often. So it wasn't, it was something that you just kind of like had somewhere innately in you and then like cultivated and like grown as you like into your career, something that you just like loved as a hobby. I think so. Yeah. I just like to bring people together. I, it's funny. I, I realized that maybe I sort of created a little like family in Katoy because yeah. now that there's no physical space. Like, I'm like, oh, like, I, I really liked being there, like, on Saturday nights, even if I didn't always have to be, just as much to see guests that came in that I really, like, adore, like, our regulars, um, but because I really love everyone that we work with, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I really value them, and I like spending time like, with all them. All the coolest people. And, yeah, uh-huh, I can say that, because they're pretty amazing. Um, and so I think it's this idea of maybe, like, not having a family, wanting to constantly surround myself with people oh, that I care about. That's interesting. And so that's just... And then there was, like, I'm always in, interested in, like, spaces and how people gather and sort of being bored with a lot of things. And I would do these parties where I would, like, rent furniture to do these, like, you know, like, living rooms outdoors and just strange oh, stuff cool. that, like, would just take hours and drive everyone crazy because they'd have to be cl- clean up and, like, we're just, like, financially not feasible. And sort of that's what I was thinking, like, oh, I want to do more, like, events that change the way people interact with each other and, like, see the world and I want to, like, push people, like, they're yeah. – and so I was like, we can get a food truck, Brad, because I loved his food and I knew I wanted to work with him. Um, because this will be like a great accessory. Like, imagine we can take this food truck and we can do like parties in the middle of nowhere. And, and he um, was still a graphic designer, but also cooking. At this uh, point? Yeah, he was doing cooking pop ups. He was pretty ambitious with his cooking pop ups. Okay. And so I think he thought I was crazy. Like, was just like, okay, okay, okay. Like, he's pretty like, 
he's pretty subdued. So I think that in his eyes, he was like, okay, if you can actually get the funding together and get this truck, like, we can have a restaurant. Like, that's what, like, sort of he was thinking. Cool. And then at the same time, our friends at Two James caught wind of this, and they were like, okay, if you do get a food truck, you can be the food component here because we don't have one, and people are getting, like, way drunk on spirits. So that's needed. So it was, like, the perfect storm of, like, Brad getting momentum with his cooking and me wanting to like be ambitious about this project and the guys at two james needing um food and we did we we bought this truck and brad what i admire about him is he could just cook anywhere he was just like okay and um he was mostly doing mediterranean influenced food at that point but i the thai thing was something that he wanted to learn more about and i think that's a fun part of the story because he wasn't an expert on Thai food. He just like had been interested in it for years, slowly growing more interested. And this was because we started so small. I mean, we've been around now almost three years. It was a great platform to make mistakes because if he did something and he didn't like it, um, he could change it the next week. Yeah. And there wasn't like a big startup capital. There weren't like this, this fear of like, you know, if we had started a restaurant then, it would have failed maybe because there would be no opportunity for failure because you you it wouldn't maybe it wouldn't fail but it definitely wouldn't be Katoy because if you put half a million dollars into something you're definitely going to worry about if people are coming or what right. they're going to like you know as opposed to if you spend 16,000 on this food truck and you're like just yeah. your main concern is paying your two employees it's a totally different yeah area for creativity so did he go to Thailand and where did he like inspiration from so he Brad's what I like about Brad and I, I've never really met another chef like this actually I think I've met one other chef like this there's a chef his name's Justin at Bar Marco in Pittsburgh he kind of reminds me of Brad but I don't know him enough like about his process but they strike me as similar individuals so um, but, but Brad um, studied engineering in school um, and so he just studies like he has a really great palate and he's very thorough so if he wants to make cow soy he'll read everything he can on cow soy and he'll read cookbooks and then he'll just like taste um and it's pretty incredible so before katoi brad had never been to thailand brad had never even left the country he just was like um this like food genius um yeah he actually went to thailand for the first time <laughs> When the restaurant caught on fire, he was in Thailand when it happened. Really? He was leaving that day. And I had to call him and be like, just don't look at social media. Um, it's going to be okay. Have a good trip. Yeah. Wow. That was wow. cool. Yeah. I thought that maybe he was or someone was because I remember seeing on, social, on your social yeah. media that, that someone was there. So, okay, so before we get into that and what that experience yeah. was like, how did Philip come into the picture? So how long ago was the food truck? Like three years ago? Yeah, so about this time last year, th this time three years ago, we were started to look for trucks, and then okay. we officially opened in August. So this August will mark three full years. I was working at Two James briefly um, before Katoy, and Philip came in one night, and it's funny because neither of us really drink at all, and um, I don't know why, but I thought he looked like a yoga instructor that is I knew. Is he here? Not, or is he like... From here? No, Philip is from Dallas, but lives in New York, and his and it, it goes back and forth. Okay. So he wasn't living here. He was going back and forth from New York. He had bought that building, and 
he was scoping things out and we met and I started talking to him because I thought he looked like a yoga instructor which is funny because what was he doing here he so he had bought the building where Katoya is okay and he was just like why did he buy it he bought it because he wanted to do I don't I don't know if he always wanted to do a restaurant but he wanted to do something food related Mm -hmm. Phillips bought a lot of property he's into um He's really into architecture and space. That's like his thing. Cool. So he built this hut. This yeah, is his project. Yeah, we never really talked about the huts. I'm in a hut. We built We're it. tangential conversation. Yeah, We're yeah. Going all this, this is so a hut. Yeah. This is his project too. Yeah. Philip is really great taste in architects. Yeah. And he likes. Um, I was thinking about that today. I think he likes working with his hands. Not that he's not building these things, but there's a right. sense of like being grounded, and I think maybe that is for him, yeah, like he's building like things, but like the process of grounding. Earthy person. Yeah, like you wouldn't you wouldn't meet him and you go, oh, that's an earthy person. But some <laughs> people, I think maybe because he studied philosophy, and some people are like so heady that if you think about like that, what he loves doing is building things. There's something maybe very grounding about that. Like yeah. that's how he keeps grounded. Because otherwise, exactly. like if you talk to Philip, he's sort of like a rabbi. Like I think he might float away. He yeah, just yeah, thinks yeah. so much. Um, okay, so you're at two James. Yeah. And he comes in. And so yeah, he comes in. I thought he was a yoga instructor. He was not. But we just became friends. I, I emailed him and I said, oh, when you come to town, let's go to a dinner together. And I think the next time he came to town, we went to a dinner at Brad's that Brad was doing a revolver. Oh, okay. Um, and which is revolvers a space where they have different chefs every weekend. We just became friends. And then when the food truck started, he, you know, obviously he came to visit us and he was like, wow, this is interesting. You guys are doing this food thing. I have a building. I want to do a food thing. Maybe you can consult with me. And then that sort of turned into like, cool. why don't we just do this together? Because we're all already like, yeah. you know, we're building momentum with this little thing we've started. Why stop it? Yeah. And um, and that's that. I guess let's bring people up to the present. So Katoy, well, let's maybe first of all, I could try to explain what Katoy is, what it was when there yeah. was a physical space. And then we'll get to, you know, kind of the present with it. But it would be easier. I could just gush over how much I love it and the experience for me. But I think it would be more interesting if you explained Katoy, like in your words, how would you describe the experience that Katoy is? Like the food and then also the space. And there's obviously so much more to it than the food as you, which is like your focus. That's interesting. Um, I don't know how it is. Because so it's like, it's hard for me because... I mean, the heart of Katoy is obviously the kitchen because the, uh, we make, we, I don't make anything, <laughs> I'll tell you, from the kitchen. Um, Brad and his team make this incredible food. Um, but I think what's interesting about Katoy is that you have all these other people putting their energy into, the, to, into it. So if you start with the space itself, um, we have this we worked with this really incredible architect named Ish, who's a good friend of ours. And um, he designed the space so that people could interact with each other. I mean, it was very, he's very thoughtful when he thinks about things. This idea of like chambers, feeling low to the ground. You've noticed that no one ever has their, um, no one's ever staring at a wall when you're inside the dining room. Mm -hmm. So he took great care to design a building that would sort of, um, foster conversation and dialogue and, and getting people to be a little bit uncomfortable and talk to each other. Um, and then, of course, I love introducing people to each other. So that's a whole component of it. This And, you know, and this idea of, I think 
the forgotten element in a lot of restaurants tends to be front of house. There's this like um, focus on obviously chefs we recognize there's a system of like they're artists whatever mm-hmm. not whatever but um, and it, people definitely recognize bartenders as being artists but I think there's like when it comes to front of house there's been a lot of conversations locally about service and I think it's because we don't really have any way to measure service at least mm. at least locally um, because for me the front of house is like one of the I mean the people we work with front of house we call them guides not servers first of all and they're all very passionate people. Most of them have, most of them are still working with Katoy in some capacity yeah. now, but they're all artists or musicians or ha- they have things they're really passionate about. Most of the time, the one joining factor is that they're very good communicators. So they're passionate about foods. So they have to know the menu really well. They have to know the bar menu really well. And then they have to explain that to people and make them feel really comfortable. And I, I think acknowledging that that is such a vital part of Katoy is what makes Katoy special, yeah. is that... While Brad, Philip, and I founded Katoy, there are all these other people who are contributing their energy, and it's, it's something that's like bigger than us, which is yeah. really incredible. And I, it's testament to the fact that, um, obviously now, while the building's under construction, um, your, this hut <laughs> is um, Katoy HQ. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've moved our office here, so my three main front of house staff are still working with me, and they come in cool. five days a week. Um, our music director is still here, and the bartenders. So we're they're just as much as this team as anybody else. Cool. Before we get into more about the team and, and your role, going back to the architect, yeah. one thing that um, you guys mentioned in the other podcast I listened to that I thought was really interesting, and I hadn't thought about this, but can you talk about like the different levels? Like when you walk in and there's always like a huge weight and so you don't really get to see the dining room it's really this experience where like the bar is in front and then it's like there's always something I'm not articulating this as well sure 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 but can you talk about that how there's more to be revealed as you kind of go in and how that was like in his mind when he was designing it I think I don't what's funny it's hard for I don't want to say what was in Ish's mind when he was designing it because I feel like if you talked to Ish he'd give you a much more thoughtful response but the way that sort of Philip and I interpret it Mm -hmm. Or I interpret. I don't want to speak for Phil either. Is um, this sort of system of rewards? So yeah, you and, and that's something like we'll say that's something I took from Philip. So first of all, it's this like block of a building, right? There's no windows. It looks sort of ominous. And if you do come in, you're rewarded with the bar, right? So that's the first step. Like wow, there's like this like colorful bar, and there's some people, and this seems really interesting. And the music. Not what I expect. The music. Like, this is not what I would expect it yeah. from this white box building. And so then you're there for a while. And then, you know, I just imagine. So if you come into Katoya, I mean, we didn't design it into being a weight. But if you come in and someone's, and you walk back to the bar, right? So here's the dining room. Say the bar is like, you have to walk through the dining room, okay? Mm-hmm. It's like one room. And someone says, it's a two-hour wait. So then you go and you have a drink at the bar, and maybe if there's room, and you wait two hours, and then you, like, have a seat right next to each other, like right next to where you were previously standing. There's something really anticlimactic about that. Yeah. Because like you've seen everything. But the fun part is like, okay, you're waiting two hours. Thank you everyone who's ever waited. Um, but then, or three. <laughs> or three. But then you're rewarded with this other experience. Yeah. And that's the exciting part. Yeah. So like, then you get to come in and then you get to be really cozy. Yeah. And, and it, it really feels that way. And I don't know, I'm someone who, I like going out to eat 
for the experience of yeah. it, which obviously you relate to. And there's, it's exciting to me of like, and this is how it is at Katoy with ordering like I forget what we ordered at our table yeah. and like we get one thing and I'm like oh that we're done and then another thing comes and like oh yeah we ordered that you know so it's like it's this exciting experience of like what's next mm-hmm. and that the building even speaks to that which I think is when you guys articulated that when I heard you say what you just said yeah. in the other podcast I was like oh yeah I totally felt that I, I experienced that yeah it's it's that was something that really spoke to me about the architecture that I hadn't thought of. And then the other thing I think Philip described, which is something that I wrote down, I have like copious notes of things I wanted to ask you, but um, with the building, you guys are really thoughtful about having a high-end restaurant in a city where a lot of the residents can't afford to go here, but you're so mindful and respectful of that in the way that you like conduct business here and I think the way that Philip talked about this is like there are you could have lots of windows and have like a garage or something but you make the building from the outside look this way not just for the aspect of um like you keep it in integrity of like this place that it is in can you talk about that a little bit that's definitely um that's definitely a Philip thing I feel like Philip's far more humble than me. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's this idea about... That's, that's really interesting. Actually, I, I haven't thought about that much since you said it. About... I like I do like this idea of being discreet. And, like, you... I don't know. I just imagine. Like, it's hard for me. I, I don't necessarily think those are conversations we had when we were, like, building it. But I think those are parts of our personality. And that's definitely part of Philip's personality. I mean, I just think of, like... Philip is somebody who came to Detroit for years before buying any property and like didn't really talk to many people like when I met him he didn't know that many people because he would just drive around by himself and go to like odd places and he wasn't like I think a lot of, there's a, a way to enter into the city so a lot of times people come here and they go to a few parties and they know like sort of group A and it's you're very plugged in but I think Philip was just really thoughtful about like wanting to know other like thinking about the city at large um which I respect a lot about him. Um, I imagine it would be, it would be sort of, I mean, can you imagine on that same, like that same block, if we had like made this like really showy place, it would have just felt absurd the same way to me. I used to live in Capitol Park for years, for a few years. I used to live downtown and when it was like before there was any of this new stuff, Mm. not that I'm against new buildings at all, but it does feel rather, uh, I don't know, a lot of, it's just um, gaudy. Yeah, or like incongruous with. Yeah, like not thinking about the rest of the neighborhood or where you are, incongruous, that's a really great word, right? Like when you, like, okay, across from Cafe de Mango, there used to be this crazy little strip club for years, the funniest little place, and I love that building, it's like this three-story building, it's so silly. And now there's this giant, giant, like, I don't know if they're condos or lofts, but it's this enormous building. And it, 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 it's not even, like, architecturally interesting. It just looks like they plotted, like, generic building on this block. And it's really sad. Not because it's a new building, but just because it's just so ugly and weird and showy. 
My friends call those, like, types of apartments, <laughs> like, from the inside at least, like, Ikea chic. Oh, yeah. Like, cookie cutters. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Totally, totally know what's going to be in there, and you're like, so, yeah, I just imagine, could you imagine if we showed up on, like, Michigan Avenue and we, like, yeah. this giant, like, I don't know, I'm thinking, you know, like, this patio with, like, the garage door, the garage door slides open and there's, like, interesting lights, not LED lights, yeah. just, like, floodlights out there. Like, yeah. Well, he talked patio about... Patio furniture. Yeah. <laughs> Ikea chic patio furniture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He talked about, you know, like, the risks associated with um, being here and, like, being in the space that that you're in, and then that kind of brings us up to the present, and, you know, now there's not a physical space in the moment because of the fire, which we've already kind of, like, alluded to, but what was that, I guess, can you talk about that experience a little bit? It was just over, like, two months ago, maybe? Yeah, no, February, it wasn't, no, March? No, not even. Because February 14th, it was a week, it was a couple of days after Valentine's Day. Yeah. Which is the 14th around March. So, yeah, like a month and a half or something. I, like, well, month and like I'm not involved with Katoya other than being, like, yeah. a fangirl. Yeah. Um, but I had people, like, my mom, who doesn't even live here and has never been to Katoya, was like, I'm really sorry I heard about your favorite <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> like, like, I was getting, like, messages of condolence of, like, it's just somewhere I eat. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's, first, I mean, it was, like, my whole experience was different, because, like, when I was the only one in town when it happened, and so, Philip came a few hours after it happened, and was just rushed here, but, like, I keep telling people, Did like, you have to call him and make that call to him? Oh, yeah, like, I, so, um, that like? I mean, he's just like, huh, and I'm like, woof, he's like, I'm coming to town, he was in Dallas at the time, and, um, visiting his parents. Are you a pretty even-keeled person like how did yeah you know what it was so crazy like I I didn't like so the two um Brad's chefs um I always feel like I'm gonna I don't know if you're like I always call chefs the wrong name like I want to say sous chefs but then it's insulting because it's no like idea. you're like a executive chef I, I have no idea I just call them all chefs because they're all yeah. really talented yeah and do things I can't do um <laughs> so um Mike and Cam and Elise came to my hut and they were like knocking on the door and they were like, it's gone. Katoa's gone. And I was like, what? And they drove me to the scene. And um, So this is like in the middle of the night. This is like 7 in the morning. Because they found out, someone saw it on the news at 6 in the morning. They drove there and then came back to get me. And so it's 7 in the morning. What and was that like emotional feeling first off the bat for you? Like, it, did you like feel it in your stomach? Or, like? It was like, it... Um, yeah, it. I mean, it felt it was just, it's just like shock. Yeah, but I think reaction. Yeah, but I think I'm really I'm used to like shocking. I've I've had a lot of shocking things happening to me. So like in the moment, I wasn't like hysterical. I was just like, okay. And I remember like going to the um, like being in the investigator's car when I got there, and then like texting my boyfriend at the time, and like he came over and like. When I got out of the car, like everyone from Katoy, like the, all the chefs, the kitchen was there, people who worked front of house, people just kept showing up to be like, "What do you need? What do you need?" Mm-hmm. And like everyone was there, we're like, "Oh wow! Like look, our place is on fire!" Like let's. And then I remember like going inside with Stevie and um, 
again, boyfriend, and just, like, it just was weird. Like, this place that, like, you, like, I was here last night, and this is, like, dark and, like, wet, and it's, like, everything's black. Um, It... I mean, it was sort of jarring, but... This place, it's home. Yeah, but at the same time, it was like, wow, no, everyone's okay. Like, literally, everyone's here. And we were just like, I think our immediate, like, response is like, like, fight or flight. We're like, okay, like, what do we need to do now? So, like, Philip came to town. I'm like, okay, let's have a meeting. Let's figure this out. Like, where are we going to pop up? Like, that was sort of, like, the immediate thing. I was just like, what do we do next? And, And then Brad came to town a couple days later. Brad, I haven't had a chance to spend a lot of time with Brad since then because we've all been like immediately figuring out what we're doing next and I know he's been working at a framed and I know he's probably in a lot of ways more sensitive than me so I'd be interested to see if someone can pry a conversation with him yeah. because I'm sure like that's like his kitchen um he feels devastated I think Philip um is not I don't know I've had my I've had my car broken into I've had my house broken into Katoy's been broken into like I've, there's a certain level that I'm like, it's, it's never okay, but I'm just like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. But I think for somebody like Philip, who's not from here, who's from, you know, some places like Dallas or like New York, like I couldn't imagine like downtown, like, I don't know, like in Manhattan, someone like breaking your place and lighting it on fire. Like it's just sort of something that not everybody is used to, nor should they be. And I think that maybe, and he mentioned this in the other podcast, but just this, like, level of, like, knowing people can act like that is sort of disturbing. Or that people are, like, in situations where they don't, where they, like, don't, not to say, like, just, like, we're in a situation where people just don't value things. That so, that somebody was at a place, period, where they could steal, like, liquor and then just think, like, to cover my track, I'm just going to light this fire. Yeah. Like, light this place on fire. Because it means so little to them. I think that's the disturbing thing to all of this. Yeah. Is that, like, um, yeah. the the state of, of people. Yeah. But on the, on the flip side of that, we've seen because of this, or, like, you know, in spite of this, like, yeah. we've seen in the community, and just the Katoy community alone... Like so much positivity oh. from this too. So can you talk a little bit about that and like how the Detroit community and the restaurant community um, reacted after the news was out to everyone and like what's been happening like since that happened? Sure, sure. And I should say though that like when I was like, oh, when I'm talking about that people are capable of that, I think that's yeah. the sort of points to this larger issue that at the end of the day we do live in a city that is really poor and really desperate yeah. and when you make and that people just have a different relationship to, to, to objects and things and that like somebody who just is very desperate isn't going to value my restaurant the same way I am or somebody who yeah. eats there is and so it points to something larger that maybe these are things we should all start addressing yeah. I don't know how to do that but they're definitely it, it leaves a lot of questions to be answered um, but yeah, after, I mean, it was incredible after the fire. I mean, I didn't even have a chance to process and people were already starting fundraisers for us. Um, people were raising money for our front of house and like sh- other restaurants were donating their spaces to do pop-ups with I mean, I think of all of them, like the one at Grey Ghost was the most. 
inspiring to me because they just let us use their space front of house back of house um those guys are really really incredible i really really i really admire them um yeah it, i mean the amount of like it, it just shows like wow when we can organize we can really yeah. organize like what yeah. else can we organize let's let's think about this yeah what do you see do you think that this will make Katoy stronger and better and what do you think this this happening will do for the future of Katoy? I know it's a really hard question, but sure. Um, I think it's like any other shakeup, it's forced us to be stronger. So right now, most of our kitchen, our full time chefs are are doing this um, residency at frame and it's forcing them to write a new menu. It's work forcing them to work as a team and write a new menu every single week. So they're staying athletic and they're just honing their skills. Similarly, I'm still working with my front of house team and specifically our music director, Ali Berger, um, to create events and to, and to do this sort of, because that's what I love to do and, and, and to be able to really hone in on what we do um, as organizers. So you can only imagine that if we can like stay fit without a building, how much stronger we'll be when we move back in. Um, so, yeah. so that's it's, it's it's a big challenge, but that's the hope. Is Ish rebuilding the um, renovating the space? Yeah, now? is he the one you're working with? Mm-hmm. Ish is great. So, I think the fun the the fun, but the good part one of them to all of this is that. We were in a space for a year, and we now have the opportunity to reimagine what what didn't didn't work. So architecturally, it's great. We could say, you know, that, that these bathrooms, first of all, truly, the bathrooms are killing me because they were never designed right. Are they designed really? right? They were never built. They were never built to issues designs. I should say that. Um, I like that. I'm just gonna focus on the bathrooms. But yeah, wait. So, I thought the bathrooms were like amazing. Oh, it's, it's the mirrors that are amazing. Okay. It's the mirrors and the tile. The the bathroom made me like cry because. They like the garbage can. There was never like a built-in garbage can, and the the situation people would just like throw garbage. It just they always got messy, and the sinks were falling off. It was just a mess. But the and other things, (laughs) exactly. But no, we get to um, reimagine all the things that weren't working. Is it going to be very different? It'll be different, but it'll be Katoy. Yeah. So same vibe. Yeah, like we're not going. Yeah. <laughs> we're like not getting rid of the LED lights and like putting in disco balls or something. Yeah, or the like booths are staying. Yeah, the we're just we're opening the whole thing up. No, um, it'll it'll be a little different, but just sort of like you know the the upgrade. It's kind of like the ultimate experience of what we were talking about about the like bigger reveal. Like yeah. I, I'm already right now excited. I have my I got my gift card. Like yeah. I'm already excited for. That'll be the biggest reveal, you know, yeah. of, like coming back to the space after so much time. Um, while we're talking about Katoy for a second, I want to like talk more about you specifically. But the name Katoy means lady boy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I heard you talk about this of like how you guys came up with that, and then how I don't think you knew this when you named the food truck and then eventually the space Katoy. But it really works well with like the feminine energy that you bring to the partners and the masculine energy that they have and kind of how that all links together. Can you just talk about all that? Yeah, it's it's sort of the name came to us. Um, 
again, I didn't think we just on some level like the way it sounded and we're sort of drawn to it, but there is this level of like, I think we've been aware of, um, uh, let's say, what is this, like this tension between, whether it be like between masculine and feminine or east and west or whatever, there's always been this sort of tension drawing Katoy. Mm-hmm. So I think Katoy is different than a lot of these chef-driven restaurants because it's not just like a chef. It's like Brad and he has team of chefs, but then it's also like me and like my team. And like, then you have like Philip and Ish. It's just like these battling personalities and these contrasts existing. And again, I think there is specifically, if you want to talk about that sort of contrast, if you put it in gender terms of like masculine and feminine, feminine. Interestingly enough, I think it's that we've, I've learned a lot about I'm more aware of um, gender neutral terms because we have a lot of people on staff who consider who, you know, we've sort of create, we, we've really been conscious of creating Katoy into a safe space for everybody. Yeah. So now I just know I talk about these like gender terms and I'm super aware now that I have friends that are like, yeah. don't identify as like male or female, like their gender. And so <laughs> it becomes like I'm more sensitive to how I talk yeah. about Katoy, but I think that's evident that like the name has definitely shaped what we've become. Yeah, yeah, and the whole place like appeals to all genders equally. It's like super andro- androgynous and interesting in a way that's beyond gender, which I think is like part of many of the things that are part of its appeal. But going back to the bathroom, so yeah. can you talk about the Katoylet contest? And was that <laughs> your idea? How did that come to be? Tell tell people listening about the mirrors and like the amazing lighting in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well the mirrors were my idea. I was obsessed with giving makeup mirrors and there's this company, Hollywood Mirror, that makes these mirrors. I found them online. They're very expensive. And I just want to point out but the both my partners thought I was crazy. They're like, "Why do we need these mirrors?" I'm like, "Trust me. Trust me. We need yeah, them. you needed the mirrors." <laughs> and um yeah, Hollywood mirrors and they these fun light-up mirrors and people take selfies in bathrooms. That's a thing. And you know, Katoilet came out of adding cut to everything. Could take over. Catastrophe. Katoilet. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun hashtag. So was that your idea to do that? Emily. So Emily, who used to work with this, this um, woman, Emily, used to work with uh, used to work with us. And we were, like, going back and forth one day. And we're like, go out, bathroom, bathroom. And she's like, Katoilet. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Let's run with it. And that's how it happened. I love that. I had pink hair that was like the exact color of the mirror when I was oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, so I remember that like, one. That was so good. Yeah. It was like me and my friend. We And then like we all, and that's why it became so fun because like groups of people would go into the bathroom together and. Oh, it was great. I would do that. Sometimes like our front of house, so you'd be like, let's fun. go to the together. And you would just see because there would be people in line who clearly didn't get it and they were just in shock like, why do groups like, keep coming out of the bathroom? Yes. Like, no, it's like, and I'm like, it's not cocaine. It's, we spent or whatever. so much time in there. There were, were like five or six of us, and then we were like, no, no, no. I think let me do one on my phone. Let me do it. Like, it was so much fun. Like, the yeah. food was great. The drinks were great. But it's like for me, it's like bathroom mirror, food, like experience. Like, there's so many good things about Kajoy. Thank you. So the mirrors the, will be coming back. Yeah, I mean it's a construction site now, but immediately after the fire, we put the mirror on the um, on the front of Kajoy. Oh, I saw that. So you could like go still take toilets outside <laughs> with natural light. With natural light. <laughs> I love that. What is your favorite part of Kajoy? If you had to pick like one element of like if you were coming in as a um, 
guest or eater? <laughs> um, I, I'd say the people. I mean, but I, again, I'm a little biased. Um, yeah. I think that's my favorite part of Katoy is creating a space where we all... There's just, you know, like Brad in the kitchen has cultivated such an amazing team of people that I truly respect and admire. I think what makes him great as a chef isn't just that he's good at what he does, but he's really great at inspiring people. So you have a kitchen full of really great characters, but front of house, like everyone else in that building, like everyone there is there with a purpose and like they're they're people I want to be around. Like that's mm-hmm. the best part to me of Katoy is like the people you get to meet, and not just the people who work there too, but the people who come in there. Like that's been like this past year, I've made so many amazing friends from Katoy. Just people like guests who've become good friends of mine, and that was evident when this happened because I literally received like a hundred text messages the first day and I couldn't respond to everybody. But I think it just showed how we were able. And I say we, I mean like all of us to create a space. Um, where people felt comfortable. Yeah, really good good job. <laughs> As a guest, you've done yeah. a good job. Um, I feel like for people listening who haven't experienced Katoy and the food, I feel like we talked about the space a lot, but I would love to hear just a little bit more from you. And I know that you're, this isn't your focus in the restaurant and yeah. it's Brad's and not to speak for him a little bit, but as someone who's, as two people who have had the food, I guess, could you talk a little bit about, you know, maybe some of your favorite things and kind of how the food works at Katoy as small plates and kind of some like favorites of guests? Yeah, um, so everything's meant to be shared. That's a big thing, as you mentioned before. So food just comes out <laughs> and we're pretty big on that. Like I people that. people want to get their own food. They're going to be like staring awkwardly at each other while they wait, just how it is. Like mm-hmm. um, we make super flavorful, bold, often spicy food. Um, which think about this a lot like it works because the lights are sort of intense I mean dark but intense it's always kind of loud so the food has to stand up to that mm-hmm. um, it's it's uh, we like eating with our hands the papaya salad is the one I miss the most and sticky rice you mentioned the papaya salad and yeah. I feel like I would have gone to that in the menu but I don't think I've ever had the papaya the samtam thai is the something yeah i don't think i think i've had like everything on the menu oh man it's my favorite I know. it's shredded green papaya with long beans and heirloom tomatoes and fish sauce and lime oh, juice you can do it with fish sauce if you want and palm sugar mm-hmm. and thai chili so it's like this perfect balance of sweet and savory and um um sour yeah so I miss the papaya salad, and you take the sticky rice and you can ball up in your fingers and eat it together. Um, a big favorite of everyone else I know is the chickpea tofu mm. with the sweet. It's like this um, Burmese dish. It looks like tofu, but it's chickpea flour that's been um, set and fried. Um, it, uh, what else? It's one of my favorites. What are, yeah, what are your favorites? It's about sweet potatoes. So good, and I love the coconut ice cream. It's so vegan. Good. Yeah, yeah. So good. Those are like, I mean, there's a million other things, but the sweet potatoes, like, that's what I'm like dreaming about and missing most. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but 
how have you always been a foodie and have you always been someone into restaurants do you ever think that you would own a restaurant Mm -mm. I like I started eating out I don't drink that much but I like people so in Detroit's I think now there's more things to do but I think for a while the only thing to do was to go out to eat so and there was this like people were having pop-up dinners and I got really into those it was a great way to meet people and um, I like food. <laughs> I'm, but I like a lot of things. I also like music a lot too, and I like like I. It's it's hard for me like toy. I I I think of balancing all of those. Um, no, I had no idea I'd have a restaurant. I just wanted to like throw events and bring people together, and it just sort of happened to culminate in a restaurant, which has been amazing. I guess the question is, what's next? <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. With, you know, not to like kind of break it yeah. back to um, gender roles again, sure. but you are in like a very male dominated field of like being in this position now that you have a restaurant and, you know, even just like as a woman with two male partners, have there been, um, has there been anything you've learned or any advice you can give, like come looking at this from like a feminist perspective of being a woman in a, like I said, male-dominated field and being as successful in your role as you are? Well, thanks. Um, I think um, I'm fortunate to have two partners that I respect a lot. Especially, I think, I learned from both of them that Philip is like my brother. Um, I feel very fortunate to have the partners that I have. And it I seems feel like you guys had a really good communication relationship just from hearing you together on that podcast. Yeah. And so I feel I feel very fortunate to have the partners that I have and I feel like I learn and grow from them. But it, it is difficult. Like, you know, I can't tell you how many times like I've told people, people will come in, people I know, I mean, not obviously my good friends, but acquaintances, and they'll ask about the story of Katoy. And I'll literally tell them the entire story of Katoy. Like, oh, so Brad and I had a food truck. We had a place in Ann Arbor, et cetera, et cetera. Like, the whole thing, like, we did this. And they'll look at me and go, so how long have you been with them? And I'm like, wait, excuse me? They're like, oh, no, no, how long have you worked with them? I'm like, no, 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 we started this together. Oh. I'll tell someone this whole story, and they'll look and they'll go, oh, so that's your husband. And like, no, mm, all the time, all the time. Like, I can't tell you how often people do that or they'll go, oh, so can I talk to like, and you know, and some of even like we've had past like employees that just wouldn't, especially like I think some men who just were like, oh, let me talk to like the boss. You're like, what? Like, uh, but yeah, that's the biggest that thing. That stuff just makes me. It's, it's interesting that, you know, and it kind of like, it's. Because I have two male partners, but I feel like a lot of times there's this big, like, emphasis on, like, oh, like, female business owners in the city. And, like, not that I need validation, but it's interesting that, like, Katoy is never mentioned. Because it's, like, if you have, like, two, it's, like, almost like I'm, like, erased. But, like, but for whatever reason, because I have two male partners that I just, like, don't exist. Or, like, in people's heads, I have, like, you know, some magazine, like, renamed me, um, Courtney Kafka or something like this. They literally like, or Henriette Kafka. They literally like married me to one of my partners. <laughs> so like, that's, I don't know. Like my partners, I feel like I'm, I'm inspired and I feel so fortunate to have the partners I have. And like, 
I learned so much from them. Like I, I'm honored to work with a chef like Brad. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, but other people, man, some days. <laughs> wow, it's so crazy. That kind of stuff is so crazy. Um, I always bring up body image on this podcast, yeah. and I always talk about that with the women, with the people that I talk to. I primarily talk to women. Um, but as I've never had a restaurant owner on the podcast before, yeah. and someone who's around food and in a restaurant all the time and, and loves food, is that something that has body image ever been an issue for you, or is it something that you struggle with, and how do you, like make yourself feel okay with that on a like what are your kind of like mental tips for that that's interesting I'm kind of weird because I don't I don't eat katoi food every single day Mm -hmm. like I'm really aware of if my body doesn't feel good then I can't function I think a lot of times what I do is very like when I'm talking engaging with people or when I'm running around a restaurant there's like this like level of like athleticism involved to that and so I'm like super and I always have been aware of like how I take care of my body so I eat mostly vegan I don't really drink (laughs) I drink a lot of like plug drought drought juice green number two oh yeah and like I exercise a lot I do a lot of yoga I like to ride my bike (laughs) yeah um so so yeah I mean I mean I don't know, it's a weird way of saying it. So there's been times where, like, I was eating a lot, like, for, like, I don't know, like, not as much body image. It's like, if I'll go on a trip with Brad or Philip, we'll all go together, they'll just, like, oh, just eating so much. Like, when you've traveled with chefs, like, the amount and I, like, just of eating, like, after, like, three days, I'm like, I'm done. I just feel deflated. So you guys go to other cities to just kind of, like, check out the scene and get inspired? Yeah, we have not as much recently the last time we were all together was in new york but definitely like before we opened katoy and hopefully there's more of that to come we've all had a crazy year but yeah like traveling with the two of those the and the two those two is just like chaotic to me because like i'm like not chaotic but just overwhelming um so so yes i am not eating katoy food every day mm-hmm. but i don't think people sh- i don't think everyone should that's the thing it's a restaurant right. like we're not here to like nourish people on the daily like it's, it's an the experience ho- exactly like i want like to come, people to come to Katoy and feel like they can eat and enjoy themselves and then go back to whatever it is they do in their yeah. routine. Yeah. So have you always been into wellnessy things? And, like, I see your, your David Lynch book up there. And <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to yoga lately or later. And, you know, have how do you handle stress? Like, do you meditate? Do you go to therapy? Like, what are things, like, how do you handle, like, you know, an emotional year that you've had? Like, what are some things you do to take care of yourself mentally? Oh, so I always, um, for the last, like, three years, three, four years now, I write every single morning. Oh, cool. And then, yeah, and then I meditate. Do you, like, morning pages? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Artist way? Uh Uh-huh. Which is funny, because I I I heard a lecture with her before I even read the book, and so I started doing it before, and I actually haven't made it through the whole book. I just have incorporated the pages. Mm -hmm. So I do, Great. I do that, yeah. I I'm yeah, I was like religious for me. Like I can't function without that. So I think in a lot of ways the practices I've cultivated like help bring Katoy into like um, to fruition. Oh, so for sure. creativity, like to- your vision. That's why it's so crazy that you've been passed over and thanks to your partners. Not that Philip's important. Yeah. And obviously Brad is important, but Katoy wouldn't be what it is without like your creative vision. And I think that comes directly like 
Julia Cameron's morning pages, you know? Oh, totally. The thing I was mentioning before, we were talking about, like, right before Katoi. So when I met Brad, my father was actually dying. He had cancer, and it was really crazy. And I had um, I was working these, like, retail jobs forever that I didn't really care for. It was okay. I met some really amazing people. Yeah. I was working at Aveda, actually. And, um, but, like, I don't know, a couple months before I met Brad, I went um, to Peru for this, like, ayahuasca retreat. And as somebody who doesn't even drink or, like, do drugs, it was, like, life-changing like literally like I had like this like boot camp of like um just like uh, like a mental shake-up wow and after I like when I stepped away when I stepped away from that experience I said my my entire life is going to change and literally I quit both my jobs like I quit working at Cafe de Mango I quit like the retail job I had for five years um, my father ended up passing away, and I met Brad, and it was literally, like, that was, like, the, the point in it. So that, to me, was, like, the transition to Katoy. Like, that, yeah. like, huge shake-up happened. So I guess for me, like, when the fire happened, I'm so used to, like, things in my personal life being coming with these, like, great shake-ups. Yeah. Um, not to say it's, like, a good thing, but just there's, personally, there's those sort yeah. of themes of, like, really huge shake-ups. Um, so, Yeah. There was that, and I write, and I meditate, and I do yoga. What kind of meditation do you do? Transcendental. Me too. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so the book I mentioned earlier that yeah. I wrote is about journaling, so it's, I'll, next time I see you, I'll bring you a copy, but it's 55 journaling exercises. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because I do, I can't, like, I have notepads everywhere. I drive everyone crazy because I can't, like, I can't think unless it's on paper. Yeah, that's what I always say. I don't know what my, I'm thinking unless I'm writing. Mm-mm. So I write everything down. I have, like, big sheets and, like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I need to check my copious notes. Okay, so these are now I'm getting to the, like the questions I ask everyone that comes on the show. But do you have any morning routine? So like, what are like the first few things you do when you wake up in the morning, and how does that affect like how the rest of your day goes? Okay. Um, so yeah, we mentioned it. So I wake up. I usually have little dogs around me. <laughs> They're not here right now. Oh. So. Um, cool space. If I wake up early enough, I'll wake up, and then I'll meditate. And then I write. And then, like, I shower and go on with my day. I like to exercise at night because I like morning to, like, I think my brain functions best at morning for, like, for like um, computer work and all those mm-hmm. things I, like, don't want to do. But, yeah, meditation, writing. And usually I have a coffee in somewhere after those things. Cool. Um, what about in the evening? What are kind of your ways you relax or wind down and shut off at the end of the day? I like reading at night. I also just got into knitting, (laughs) so I'll like listen to a podcast and knit, because I think there's something very grounding about working with your hands. It's been helpful. So I try not to be on my computer before I go to bed. Like that's, I really try to avoid that. Just like. So how did you get into yoga and meditation, like wellnessy stuff with what you eat? Was that how you grew up, or how did you? I think that they're all sort of different strands. Like, I've been into eating. I started, like, my mother moved out when I was, like, 10. And I think my father didn't. So I started grocery shopping for myself when I was, like, roughly, like, 13. So I've always been, like, aware of food. And I've never really... It's interesting if you tell people you don't drink because they think you used to have a problem. And it's not that I don't drink. I just don't... I'm just not an to alcohol at all. It's just I'm not my thing. Like, I, like, I'll order a cocktail and I'll have a sip of it and hand it to somebody else. I'm like, it's interesting, but I'm not. Yeah. It just doesn't... It's just not that interesting to me. So, um, yeah, so that, and I, I got into yoga like six years ago, different forms. 
and then it was actually my ex-boyfriend who got me into meditation which is great um cool yeah um what would you say is your is something that you're doing now that you're afraid of but you're doing anyway oh wow <laughs> all the projects I'm working on <laughs> it's a good thing I think. <laughs> everything the thousands yeah cool um you mean like with in Katoy? yeah like no um but yeah within Katoy, because it's it's like for the first time now like it's it's fun kind of pushing the envelope of what we can be like getting to try to like use this space to create events that I enjoy and like yeah. bring people together in the ways outside of the space cool um what's your favorite part of your life right now as a whole oh you know it's hard to like I think the one consistent thing about my life which I'm fortunate about like like even going through something like my restaurant caught fire. My boyfriend broke up with me. Like, there's sort of stressful things, but like every day, there's like sort s- of stressful. Things. There's stressful just, things, you know, little tiny. But every day, um, like I'm just like people. I'm surrounded by so many amazing people that just keep pop. It's hard to feel like sad when you're surrounded like by really incredible people. Like you're came, coming over today, and then I'm gonna go to this yoga class, and then like tomorrow everyone's gonna come over to this hut and like do office work and then I get to go see my friends in LA which is gonna be amazing and like it's so I just feel like right now the reason I stayed in Detroit is because there's some amazing people here and it keeps getting better like more and more people just keep coming in um which I love like when we started this podcast I was like ah I'm so pissed I want to move but um but that's how Detroit gets you yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I didn't tell you this, but I'm actually moving in June. Yeah. yeah. Um, and since that's been in motion and happening, I've been. It's like, of course, but like when something changes in your life. Yeah. Of you're like, oh, but I love it here. It's so cozy. Like uh-huh. I love all of my places and my people. And I mean, I'll, of course, you like. I'm only going to New York, but I'll yeah. be like back to visit. But it's, it's one of those things that like you have moments and you're like. Ugh, I'm ready, and then you it gets you. You're uh-huh. the people, the places, the community. It's there's something about it. What's your favorite part of Detroit, and like the, all of the things happening here? If you had to like put it into one line for someone who's listening who has never been here, doesn't really know about the vibe here. Oh, wow, that's a hard one. There's so many things because I'm like. I don't know. There's the unexpected weird things that you'll just come across. Like, you'll think you know everybody, and you'll be, like, all, like, bummed out. Like, me, I'll be like, I'm never going to date anybody because I know everybody. I'm just bored of everything. And then, like, you know, then you realize that, like, my friend Emily has, works with these, like, Bangladeshi women, has this project called, like, Bandu Gardens, and they're, like, these, like, women, like, who are drawing chili peppers in their lawns in Hamtramck. Cool. Or, like, last night I went to this sculptor's house who has this, like, Zimbabwe cultural center at his house he made in Hamtramck. And, like, cool. or it's Detroit next to Hamtramck. Pardon me. <laughs> and there's, like, these, like, amazing artists who are about to go to, like, the Venice Biennale. And you're like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, 
that's Detroit. And you're like, I, how did I, how did I not know that? But how, well, how lucky am I? Yeah. Those oh, things happen. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what do you think about, as someone who's been here for so long, um, and is part of this culture and, and world of the restaurant scene here and like yeah. how it's grown in the last five years or so and kind of like where it's headed and how is Katoy involved in that or you know beside that what what are kind of your thoughts on the Detroit restaurant scene I guess it's interesting I don't feel at all connected I should say this like I used to like I remember when like Mark was at Wolfgang and like Andy was at Selden and like those guys are amazing and I love their food and it's really exciting to see people you know open restaurants and like do cool shit but as far as like the restaurant scene as, as a whole like to me I feel like it still feels very like male dominated um we're still very it's still very like meat centric it's still it's mm-hmm. it's to me I don't know what the future is it's not going to get interesting to me until we start recognizing the rest that restaurants are like unique holistic mm, Whole, we still we start until we start looking at restaurants holistically, mm-hmm. and thinking about everybody who contri- contributes to them and like what the, what purpose they serve besides just giving you good food. Because yeah. I think food by itself can get boring, and I think what's far more what I really again value about Katoy is that it's like all of these personalities and people who are expressing their art right. So whether you're expressing your art through your uh, some like some of our part-time servers help us like. Um, with like our design or maybe make apparel or whatever or yeah or you're expressing your art as a chef I think this higher this idea of elevation to me like I think that's what restaurants should be getting to or that's what I try to do with Katoy is this idea of creating elevated experiences on every level and empowering people because I think just like the standard idea of just like I don't know I think we need to reimagine what a restaurant could be Oh, I love everything you said yeah. there. Going back to the specifically about being really meat dominated. Yeah. Um, that's something that, as someone who's not super into meat, that I maybe one of the many reasons I love Katoy. Yeah. Um, but like you said, you know, there's definitely more of a swing towards having options um, and being like Katoy is so. You know, I went came. I brought my friends who are like super gluten free and they were completely fine sharing and everything was was great and I think more restaurants are aware of these different dietary things but how do you kind of see that as being something that's valued like do you and is that a big thought at Katoy? At Katoy it is and I think I mean I would like us to, to I, I would like us to value some of these things more um but I will give credit to Brad as it's interesting. He has an uncle who's a, like a vegan cardiologist and his mother's vegan. And so I think Brad had a lot of encounters cooking vegan food. He's really good at it. Brad's really good at cooking vegetables. And so I'm not, and I think there are people on his team who learn from him. I think he's definitely been the lead, the leader in that. And I don't think he think he doesn't think about food in the same way that I do. Like he doesn't necessarily think about how it's affecting people's bodies or I don't think he thinks about like environmental impact that much. I mean, I shouldn't say make him sound like a monster, but 
Um, but he does value it's like not his first priority. Exactly, his first priority is just taste. making things that taste great. But he's yeah. also really good at cooking vegetables, and he has no problem cooking like vegan or vegetarian stuff because he he's knows how to because he knows yeah. how to make it taste good. And so I think like that we've been very fortunate to him have him, and I think he inspires the people on his team because I think overall like the the mood in Detroit still isn't we haven't like transitioned. Um, yeah, but it's I think as people everywhere start to value it more. Yeah here it's something as well um okay this has been amazing i'm having so much fun let's wrap up with the quick fire question so you could just say like the first thing that comes to your mind okay okay um favorite color red favorite day of the week (laughs) i almost said wednesday wow (laughs) just came out of you yeah freudian slip (laughs) um what's one thing you wish more people knew Oh, about plants? I wish more people knew about plants. Cool. Including myself. There we go. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> um, what's one thing you wish people knew about Detroit? Um, it's, um, it's a fun place to be. Cool. <laughs> what's one thing <laughs> really you bad wish it. that people knew about you that maybe they don't know? Oh, I wanted to say something snide like, I'm not married to the chef. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, what about about Katoy? Um, the f- I well, then that we started almost three years ago. That we've only been in the building maybe a third of our time together. Yeah. Um, what is the best and the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, that's loaded. Worst advice. The best advice. I think people give me advice all the time. I don't know if I take it. So I feel like it's not my fault. It's really you have to answer that? Yeah. Best, yeah, best advice. Um, to to listen to your intuition. That's always good advice. People always say that. Like listen to your intuition. They're like, oh you know the answer. And you're yeah. like, God damn it, I do know the answer, but I don't want to take it right now because I uh, the, so that's, that's always kind the of best like advice. Non advice, advice that's like actually always good advice. Exactly right, but it's always right. You yeah. know, like you're upset with someone, you're like, should I call them? They're like, you know, you know, what do you think? You're like, well, I think I shouldn't. You're like, exactly right. Yeah. So like, you always know. And when you're asking, you don't want that to be the no. answer they give you ever. No. <laughs> and maybe the worst advice is the one. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if you think of it. <laughs> Towner. <laughs> what about um, advice about hosting events, like to amateurs or just to, like, people in general? What is something you've hosted, like, so many events and brought so many people together? What is something you can give about that? Um, I think is not to forget the people you're doing it for or the people that, like, I don't know. I think especially when, like, places like restaurants or events – or any time that, like, I think so many of us interact, I'm sure, with you, with your marketing job, right? Like, you interact with people, like, all day long, and they tend to become, like, emails. Like, I sometimes you think of people as email threads. Mm. And so remembering, like, the human connection that, like, oh, these people are coming to this space that I've created for them. Like, let me not forget that there are people. Or this person on the other end of an email is somebody that, like, really cares about this. And, like, let me not forget that I, I'm fortunate enough to get to work with this person. So I think, like, yeah. the human component is something really worth reminding ourselves about yeah oh that that's really interesting and it made me think of like 
think I love that thinking of people as people, which sounds yeah. so silly, but we forget, especially with social media and with being on our phones. What are your thoughts on on social media? I want to know that separately, and then also, you know, is that the social media experience? Is that kind of a thought in having your business and creating events? Like, do you like? I guess both of, answer both of those questions separately, or they probably fit together. Hmm. I think. I mean, social media has been really good to us. We've I've met a lot of people through social media. Um, people have been able to connect to Katoy and it's helped I think with our success for people to know like who we are and to be able to engage with people and that's like amazing do you do Katoy's Instagram Mm -hmm. yeah but I also think that social media can like create sometimes it's like the dark side you can like create too much noise like I have to remind myself during the day not to check my Instagram because I'm going to see something I don't want to see or like I want to lose track of time or just like it's just noise clogging my brain and, it, and I can't fun- function right. So, I mean, I think it's used with caution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a question I ask everyone, but I'm really excited for your answer to yeah. this. Um, so you're having a dinner party, yeah. and you can invite five people, dead or alive, people you know or you don't know. What? Who would you invite? What would you cook or eat? Um, and who do you? what do you hope comes up in conversation? What do you not want to talk about anymore? Oh God, this is, I feel very vulnerable, like telling you this. Cause I'm like, oh. We're letting it out, exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Um, I think I, oh, I want Julia Child to cook for oh. me. Just because how fun would that yeah. be? <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. Maybe just like eggs. Like yeah. she can give like a, like the like omelet tutorial. That totally. could be really fun. Five people, dead or alive. Um, okay, so I'd have to invite. I'm like a dick. If I invite Brad, I was like, I have to invite PK. <laughs> I'll invite he Brad could, too. He could help Julia cook. <laughs> yeah, actually, Brad would have like. I could just imagine Brad have really snarky commentary the whole time. That would be really funny. Are you guys really close friends, too? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Um, I don't see him as much just because he's been, like, busy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think I annoy Brad more than I am when I fill up. <laughs> Philip's, like, it's like my, with, like, some, like, super kinship where I, like, honestly feel he's, like, my brother. Um, okay, so I'll take those, too. And then, um, that's weird. Because I don't know, like, that's the thing I always get this, this dinner party question. Like, someone wrote a book I like a lot, right? Right. Okay. Would you want to have dinner with Would you? Yeah. And you're like, because you might just be really disappointing. Because I have friends. Like, I was like, my friend Graham. Like, he's cool. I like his music. But I don't equate them as being the same. And sometimes I feel like he doesn't really eat. So I don't know if I want him at my dinner party. Yeah. Totally. Um, You have to, that's a really good point (laughs) with this question. Like, there's people who I really like their creative work, but I don't know, A, how fun they would be, and then... If they weren't, it might make me like their creative work less. And I don't exactly. Really want that. So it's like, <laughs> this is hard. Um, just making a list of them. Like, I had dinner the other night um, with um, Bridget Rousseau and her husband, her husband Dan, the two of them, and they're really lovely. And I admire her so much and him. What and, does she do? Uh, she's the, oh, I'm gonna fuck this up, head of marketing for Shinola. Oh. But cool. she's just like, like, just just an inspiring character. So I'm like, oh, I'd always want to have dinner with them. Um, 
trying to think. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of, like, my favorite bands and things. I don't have to, I don't yeah. want to ruin it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, that's a really hard question. Yeah. Well, what do, if you, you have the five people, whoever they Like, are. Mark Twain. Doesn't everyone want to eat dinner with Mark Twain? I don't think I've ever gotten that one before. I, I mean, I definitely want to eat dinner with Mark Twain. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, he could be a real dick. We never know. <laughs> yeah, but he would say some quippy things. Yeah. Or, um, oh, I can give it. Oh, Gertrude Stein. I'd like to eat dinner with Gertrude Stein, actually. Like, I'd like to eat yeah. steaks with Gertrude Stein. Now <laughs> I'm getting into this. Um, Vivian Haywood, because I don't know much about her, but, you know, she was T.S. Eliot's first wife. Oh. And so um, that could be kind of fun. But, like, I wouldn't want T.S. Eliot to be there. She'd yeah. Be like, like me and like Vivian Haywood yeah. and some other people. It sounds like you want to have more like one-on-one dinners with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can invite other people. Like maybe we have the Gertrude Stein we can invite like Picasso. Oh, That totally. could be fun. That could be really cool. I feel like this is my opportunity. This is where I'm failing. I'm supposed to have like no. more interesting people. No, this is I'm like, oh, what obscure mm-hmm. artist could I invite? I don't know. What, I guess it would depend on who who's there, but what are things, a topic that you would love to discuss at a dinner party and something that you don't want to talk about anymore that you're like, done talking about oh. I don't want to talk about don't want to talk about Katoy what else could we talk about we could talk about anything really cool. like any famous farm do you know any famous farmers mm. who really likes plants do you know Lisa who owns Pottenbach oh yeah I know Lisa yeah she knows her. plants I'm trying to think of like famous people who really like plants yeah hmm there's not like a Jane Goodall of like plants. Jane Goodall, that'd be fun. Yeah, she'd be cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, what's the best thing you've eaten in the last week? Oh, Danielle made hummus. Danielle Ooh. works. That's was really good. Yeah. Just like, like chickpea hummus. It was chick- chickpea hummus. Cool. It was good. Yeah. I know there's it. like so many different like things you can do with hummus. Like I've seen like zucchini hummus and like it's a whole. Yeah. Some people would argue that maybe it's not hummus. That's true. Mm. That's true. Um, okay. Now this is the time where you just like recommend things in different categories. So I'll prompt you. So music, something you've been listening to lately or a favorite artist or band or something you want to recommend to people. Oh, I like the new Zuzu Berlin album. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, what about movie? What's something that you, like, is a favorite movie forever, or something you've seen recently that you think people should watch? I like seeing things at the DFT. It's a that? great, the, the Detroit Film Theater. It's a great oh. film theater. Never been. But I've been trying not to watch movies lately. How come? I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like there's been, like, times when I watch movies with people that, I mean, I just watched a couple, like, weeks ago. Um, like, I was going through this period in the winter of, like, watching movies and being, like, super cozy. But then I also feel like it, like, kind of makes me slow. Mm. So I've been trying not to, like, yeah, get in that mode. Because then that I'll just sense. be, I'll be kind of lazy. Not to say that movies are a lazy medium, medium by any means. Yeah. But I've just been trying not to watch them recently. Yeah. What's, like, a, do you have a favorite movie of all time or something that you think? that you like watch over like you can watch again and again it's like cozy to you uh uh I have books I read like I really I read the same poems over and over again yeah like what are uh, some of your favorite poets um I they're so cliche but I really like T.S. Eliot um I like Matthew Dickman and I've been reading Frank O'Hara and 
I always like to go to bookstores and find other po books of poetry, like you new know, contemporary po poets that I enjoy, but I haven't memorized them, so my brain's blanking right now. Yeah, it's a really weird question to ask because I always feel like nervous, especially if yeah. you go to like a bookstore and like they talk, start asking you. Like when you talk to poets about poetry, you feel like you're like, oh man, I'm not doing this right. Do I'm you not. write? It's like record store. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. What are some of your favorite books or books that like you think people should read or any book you want to recommend? Yeah, what am I reading right now? Oh, I was reading a book of like, mm, like Peruvian myths or something like this. I like myths, mythologies a lot, and I was reading a book of um, like Thai mythologies. It's oh, cool. really beautiful. That's and interesting, and maybe could like somehow come into Katoy in some way if it resonated or something. Through my mental, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I've been reading Lunch Poems by Frank O'Hara and what else? I know I'm reading something I'm reading a book on chakras that's oh, cool nice. I don't know I have a lot of books and like I know and I've read a couple good ones recently but I can follow up yeah cool what about food? What is like a food that you love that's like your favorite or something that you think people should try? Mm-hmm. Do you cook a lot? Mm. I mostly eat vegetables. I um drought makes great juice. Yeah, like drought. <laughs> I like the cacao tree in Royal Oak. I kinda yeah. wish there was something like that here. And that kind of I do. Um I like it when cook people cook for me. Like period. Like Yeah, same. I'm kinda weird my myself. I eat mostly like vegan juice, whatever, but like I'll eat anything if you cook it for me. Yeah. I like that energy. The idea of someone, like, putting their energy same. into your food. Me too. Yeah, I'm the same way. Okay, cool. Well, how do you feel? Did you have fun doing this? Yeah, I did. So the name of this podcast is Let It Out. Okay. Um, also the name of my book about journaling. So when I offer that term to you to let it out, what comes up? And do you feel like there's anything that did I bring you dry? Is there anything else that you wish I would have asked that you still want to share now? No, I can't. I can't think of anything else right now. Cool. Cool. This was amazing. Thank I had so you. much fun. Me Thanks too. Thanks for doing it. Ah, you're welcome. Great. That was my conversation with Courtney. She is the co-founder and owner of Katoy, also soon to be founder of BetterThanYourBoyfriend.com. I love her. I hope you did too. Thank you so much to Nudu, the skincare brand that I love. It's all natural, uses amazing ingredients. And you, for a limited time, being a podcast listener, can get 20% off your order at Nudu.com. That's N-U-D-U.com. For 20% off, use the code LETITOUT at checkout. We really love the eye cream in this family. We really love the beauty serum. And it feels like a facial every time you use their products. Speaking of products I love, thank you so much to Care Of Supplements for sponsoring the podcast. You guys are great. Go to TakeCareOf.com now to get your personalized recommendation. How do you do that? How do they know? Here. This is how. You take a quiz. You take this quiz, you answer questions about your diet, about your lifestyle, about all sorts of things, and then they curate for you a personalized package of vitamins with your name on it. So use the code Katie, K-A-T-I-E, that's my name, it's also the code, and it gets you 50% off of your order. So check them out. Thank you, Carob. Thank you, Nudu. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the show without touching the sponsors, all you have to do is leave an iTunes review. Five stars. That's it. That's all you have to do. 
and subscribe. That really helps as well. Also, share it with a friend. Share it with your mom. Share it with your brother. Share it with your sister. Share it with your roommate or your friend or your landlord. Also, guys, I'm moving to New York on Friday. Here I am recording this podcast on Monday. I think that you will actually talk to me here. I'll probably record the intro before I go, before I like pack everything up. Anyway, but next week on the episode, on the episode, on the podcast, is Ashley C. Ford. She's a writer. She is a badass. And she talked to me for like an hour and a half, so maybe two hours. She's great. I'm really excited for you to hear that episode. Probably one of my favorites I've ever recorded. She was someone I've wanted to have on for years, and I finally did it. Her writing is really meaningful to me, but you'll hear all about that next week. In the meantime, tweet at me, Instagram at me, the ramen bowl emoji. It has two chopsticks on top of it, and there might be some steam. I think you guys know what I mean. I think it will work really well for this week's episode because I'm craving a toy now, and you probably are too, even if you've never been there. So have a great week, and I'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye. It gives me the a reason to be able to sit down like we're doing right now and sit down and like have a conversation with someone that I really wanted to and find interesting and under like the sense that like people are listening to it, which is gives it the reason to be able to do things. And even like when I've had on people, I get to talk to people that I don't know. But then when I have on like friends of mine doing cool things, people that I do know really well, I'm able to ask questions that I might you know, be too embarrassed to ask, like, while we were out to dinner, like, yeah, brunch, you know, like, go a little deeper into, like, why they are the way they are or whatever, and I think that that I love about the podcast, but I don't know, I like the long-form conversation with a person, like, I think it's an interesting, um, it's something that's kind of, like, lost today, because everything's so sound bites Uh and that sort of thing, so... I don't know. Yeah. I'm like checking my phone, like, ooh, did I? I like that this door's been open, but I've just been like, oh, it feels nice. Yeah, it's, um, it is kind of, I really like the bubble of the podcast because it, it's like being on an airplane or something. It's like one, or meditating, I guess, the few times a day where my phone is on airplane mode and I'm just like present having a conversation with someone and I'm not like, checking our phones or like multitasking because I feel like most of the day I'm multitasking oh yeah and you're like and you're and had your speakers on so you get to like the speaker bubble which is cool yeah 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 like you actually feel like you're you can hear yourself which is kind of fun so um, it's so cool I'm like am I I know I've got you thank you so much for for doing uh, this and like taking all the time oh you're welcome your hair is so pretty. Thank you. We, we go to the same place. You go to Ryan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm literally going after, I'm going at five. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Um, but I, it's funny that um, my hair, it's not today because I wash it like once a week and I like do it with a hair dryer, yeah. but naturally it looks very similar to yours. Like we have really similar wave. Yeah. And I can never like figure out how to like do it in the front when it's curly yeah. because it's just like my hair gets so big but I was looking at you and I was like I need to like just pin it back like that it like looks so good with your bangs like and it's so long and I'm just lazy I'm thank you I love to say it's funny I was was looking at your hair too that's amazing